Kia ora, Giles, and turbulence in the housing market continues. Kia yes, as we've been reporting through our bulletins this morning, the annual median property price across the country has fallen for the first time in more than a decade. Real Estate Institute's latest residential market report shows the house price index, which measures the changing values of properties, was down 2.9% for the year ended July. It's the first time the index, which is the preferred house price measure for most analysts, has taken an annual fall into the negative since 2009. The seasonally adjusted national median price for July fell 1.6% from a year ago to $810,000. That's the first annual median fall since 2011. The Real Estate Institute's Chief Executive, Jen Baird, says affordability and economic uncertainty remain the issues. Given the price rises that we've seen over the last um, few years, you know, they have been considerable and there has been pressure on affordability for first-time buyers, for all buyers. I think the market likes consistency and what we've seen this year, prices are... There's a lot of variation regionally, um, but the challenges of having the interest rates continuing to creep up and the changes on a regular basis and inflation numbers being reported fairly regularly as well means that it's really quite a stop-start market at the moment. That's Jen Baird, Chief Executive of the Real Estate Institute. And staying with property, a Melbourne-based property developer has the green light to build one of the country's tallest residential buildings in central Auckland. ICD Properties got resource consent from the Environmental Protection Agency being issued under the COVID-19 Recovery Act to build a 183-metre tall skyscraper at 65 Federal Street. That's just a few doors down from the Sky Tower. The projected value of the fully completed building is $664 million and the build cost is dependent on ICD securing a building partner. It will include 357 apartments, a health and wellness centre and ground floor food court. Construction is expected to start in 2024 and once completed in three years, it will be the country's second tallest residential building behind Seascape. And still in commercial property, medical property investor this time, this vital healthcare property trust, has reported a solid lift uh, in full-year earnings, benefiting from a fall in the New Zealand dollar and rising inflation. Its net profit was up 9% to $303.5 million in the year ended June. Its net property income rose 12% to $123 million, driven by inflation-linked rental growth, acquisitions and developments. Vital's fund, Vital Fund Manager Aaron Hockley says it's been a big year with record distributions and acquisitions. We are providing distribution guidance for the year. That has increased, so we're one of the few in the market that's able to up our distribution guidance for, for the year ahead, which will be positive for our, for our unit holders. The benefit for us is really that we have such a large portfolio spread across so many different markets with such a large pool of, of tenants uh, that we can shift and develop new product uh, where it's required. Vital's $1.8 billion pipeline of potential developments in Australia and New Zealand includes further development of its healthcare precinct uh, in Auckland's Remuera district, uh, where it owns the Ascot Hospital and Ascot Central. A sharp drop in fuel prices has put the brakes on surging inflation in the world's largest economy. The United States Consumer Price Index was flat last month after rising 1.3% in June. 
Annual inflation rate came in below forecast at 8.5%. That was down from its 40-year high of 9.1%. Wall Street surged on the news as the latest numbers suggest the Federal Reserve may be able to relax its aggressive action on inflation and hefty interest rate rises. But KPMG chief economist Diane Swank believes the Fed will continue to be hawkish. It's easy to get inflation from sort of the lofty highs we've seen from 6% core inflation, stripping out those volatile food and energy prices, which are still important, down to 4%. That isn't a hard move to make. It's much harder to get it from 4 to 2 And why do we care about that? Well, once we get around 2%, it's not affecting our daily lives as much. It's not distorting our behaviors and our decisions. And that's the Fed's ultimate goal. And I think the reason you see the Fed, actually people in the Fed coming out, and saying, hey, we still look like we're going to be raising rates for a while and we're going to be holding them high for a while. It's because they want to not just get inflation down. They want to get it down to a level that it's not significant in distorting our everyday behavior as it is today. That's Diane Swank, chief economist at KPMG. Time to catch up on the markets. Uh, those inflation numbers in the US were certainly positive for Wall Street. I'm joined by Andrew Cathy from Craig's Investment Partners. Kira to you, Andrew. Well, Wall Street got set on fire once those inflation numbers were out in the US. Have we picked up the positive tone? Yes, that positive tone has flowed through to the NZX50. It's up 77 points, or 0.67 of a percent, at 11,829 points. What are the big movers today? Yeah, look, A2 Milk's recovering from yesterday's fall. Their shares are up 3.25%, or 17 cents at $5.00. 38, Chorus up $0.03 cents at $7.88, Contact Energy up $0.07 cents at $7.73, EBOS is back at $39, Fletcher's up 6 at $5.44, Fisher & Paykel Healthcare having a good day, their shares are up $0.30 cents at $21.89, Port of Towering is unchanged at $7.12, Sparks up $0.05 cents at $5.16, Somerset having a strong day, their shares are up 3% at $11.37 in Vital Healthcare. First uh, NZX company to uh, report for August. Uh, their shares are up 1.5 cents at $2.84. And I'm assuming Australia's had a similarly strong start. Yeah, they're stronger than us, which is not surprising. They're up over 1%. ASX 200's up 75 points at 7,068 points. Looking at some of the movers over there, ANZ Bank is up 1% at $23.67. BHP up a third of a dollar at $38.66. Commonwealth Bank of Australia up 95 cents at $101.95. CSL's having a good day. It's up $3 at $295.38. Macquarie Group up $2.90 at $179.07. Rio Tinto, it's bucking the trend. It's down. Uh, 3.5%. It's gone ex-dividend at $95.72. Westpac Bank up 17 at 22.37 and zero. Seven good day up 3.5% at $97.11. And we should probably note that AMP, the well-known wealth management concern, uh, also reported today it's talking of returning a billion dollars to shareholders. So a little bonus there. How's the Kiwi dollar doing? Yeah, look, we're stronger overall against the US dollar. We're buying 64.01 cents against Australia, 90.38 against sterling, 52.42 against the euro, 62.17 and against the yen, 85.02. Which gives us interest rates, oil and gold.
Look, interest rates largely unchanged. 90-day bank bulls, 3.23%. 10-year government bonds trading at 3.58%. Brent crude is currently US dollars, $96.54 a barrel. And gold unchanged, really, at 1790 US dollars an ounce. Thank you very much. Andrew Cathy from Craig's Investment Partners. Just a couple of other items on the lunch menu. Electronic chip manufacturer Raycon expects its underlying profit for the year to be second only to last year's record result. The company's underlying forecast for the year ending March expected to be in the range of 36 and $44 million. Last year, it posted a $54.5 million result. The company says the global shortage of chips, which had been helping to lift its earnings last year, is easing, and that will lessen the positive influence on earnings it was getting. And the migration exodus continues. Stats NZ figures show a net loss of 11,500 people in the year ended June. That's the 16th consecutive month that there's been an annual loss, although it has been slowly reducing since the peak in February. And departing New Zealand citizens were the biggest group leaving, although it's still below pre-COVID levels.